You are listening to Mike Seminary and Friends. Okay, I'm going to be 69 shortly. Every one of those years of my life, for the most part, have been spent at what I would call the upper Midwest, where we have winter. Sometimes six, seven months of winter. We can have 30 below, wind chills of 60 below. And that's why sometimes my wife and I go to Florida and we're on the beaches of the Gulf of Mexico enjoying the sunset, as many others are as well. And what are the two things both of those locations have in common? Sunset on the Gulf or 30 below in winter? in North Dakota. Blankets. And now you're wondering, what is he talking about? Blankets. I have seen people on the beaches of the Gulf as they watch the sunset cuddle in their blanket. Up in North Dakota, we're cuddling in blankets all the time, sometimes out of necessity, sometimes because we just want to cuddle. I've seen people with their blankets at their kids' sporting events, whether it's a football game, a soccer match. I've seen blankets everywhere, but I've never seen a blanket like the new one I have that I recently purchased from Equidane. It is the most remarkable blanket I've ever had in my life. And I am so thrilled to have the founder of Equidane on Mike's Seminary and Friends today. So I'm going to talk less now and let you hear from somebody that really knows something about comfort, connecting, and the importance of blankets. The founder of Equidane, Nikolai Lund. Nikolai, welcome to Mike's Seminary and Friends. It's great to see you. How are you this morning? Being in your company, Mike, of course, I'm feeling great. And it's actually a beautiful weather outside. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Here's how I came to know of your company. It's all social media, and I'm almost positive it was an Instagram post. And sometimes I don't even know why I see some of these posts, but I saw this this blanket, and it just caught my attention. And I made note of it, and I went back to it again later. Then I went to the website, and then I reached out to well, your company, actually, on Instagram. And I said, I'd love to have somebody on your uh, on my podcast from your company. And they suggested you. So I'm really lucky and fortunate and blessed that you're, you're here. Um, so, Nicola, I, I'm, I'm going to ask a real easy, easy question first. You sound like you're maybe from the other side of the pond, and which is a, a, a saying that we use in the States. You have this incredible, soothing accent and voice I just love to listen to, by the way. But, so you're not from the States, right? No, I'm from Denmark. As I always say, I'm a Danish Viking. Or here in the U.S., they call me the Danish cowboy, even though I've never really ridden a horse. Actually, I have, but very poorly. (laughs) 
So how, how does somebody from uh, Denmark decide to, I, mean, I got to go to the States. There's something there for me. How did that happen? You know, uh, when you grow up in Denmark and you have a TV station that uh, as a child only have one hour TV a day, that's how it started in Denmark. And uh, there was a children's show maybe once a week. Uh, so when you get to see all these movies uh, about uh, Kojak, uh, Columbus, and McLeod, I love McLeod riding a horse down you know, Fifth Avenue. So when, when you see movies like this, as a young man, uh, it's like a, a fantasy world. I wouldn't call it Disney World because it's the real world. But when you grow up and the tallest building uh, six stories high, uh, and uh, you live in a lot of row houses, and you see something like Manhattan, obviously uh, it's something that uh, is, you know, something that draws you in, uh, draw your curiosity. And uh, there was a song made once, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So. Uh, as a young man, I was always very competitive in sports. And uh, so when I got into business, I work in finance. And uh, I got an opportunity to come to New York to work. Uh, it was something I would not want to turn down. And I had my first teaser a little bit about living in the US. As I was 19 years old, I went to uh, California State University of Hayward because I didn't speak a word of English at, uh, at that age. And uh, so uh, that was my first introduction to the US at 19 years old. I was here for six months before I went back home to become a bank student. And, uh, but you know, that little taste of America for six months was something that instilled uh, an affection and love for the country of the United States. Uh, and something that never left me. And uh, 10 years later, I came back. And uh, so uh, I can say and I've been in the country for the better part of 28 years. And America been great to me. And I love this country. And uh, I'm happy to say I'm also a citizen of this country. Well, congratulations. And I'm, I'm glad you came back, by the way. The name of your company, and we'll start walking through how it got established and its purpose, is Equidane. I, I should spell that. E-C-U-A-D-A-N-E. -E. Website, by the way, is Equidane.com. They're also on Instagram, Equidane. I know the story, but how did you come up with the name Equidane? Yeah, so uh, the name Equidane, you know, it's easy to come up with a, an idea about what you want to do. Uh, for some people, other people, it's easy to come up with names. In this case, uh, my wife is from Ecuador and I'm from Denmark. And uh, my uh, we were doing dishes one night as we were talking about the future of the company what we should be doing with it and the name of it. And uh, so uh, my wife suddenly out of the blue say, we should name the company Equidane. 
four later from Ecuador and four later from Denmark. And uh, in many ways, it does reflect a lot of the thing that we tried to accomplish here at Equidame, and that is uh, connecting people. And my wife and I, from Ecuador and from Denmark, two different continents, actually made in Washington in the United States. And uh, this is where we live in now, and we had three of our children. So uh, uh, Equidame uh, is a name that uh, is a reflection of bringing people together. And uh, so uh, sometimes you can spend money on hiring people to come up with names, and sometimes it just come to you. So uh, that's how the name came about. I have one of your blankets. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. The name that I purchased is Antisana Sky. Did I say that right? Antisana Sky. Correct. Beautiful. It was a gift to my wife on Mother's Day. Not because she's my mother, but she's my wife. She's a mother. She's now a grandmother. We're grandparents. That happened just a little while ago. So I thought she deserved something special other than me on Mother's Day. And just absolutely uh, love it. Your business didn't necessarily start out as um, a business for profit. There was there was a charitable thing that took place in the beginning. Can you kind of walk me through that process, if you would, please, Nikolai? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of funny how things come about. Uh, when I was a young man, I always always wanted to be an entrepreneur. But uh, every idea that I had was shut down by my father. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was very discouraging. I thought all of them had its own purpose or own idea. And funny enough, other people tried to uh, actually went ahead to do some of the things I did intend to do. But uh, that's a different story. But. Uh, so, uh, as I said, my wife is from Ecuador, and uh, we went to Ecuador with the children when they were young, you know, for Easter and for Thanksgiving. So twice a year we were there to see the grandparents. And uh, my mother-in-law is an extremely generous woman. And uh, so she provides Christmas gifts for orphanages or children that's less privileged every Christmas. I think she buy like, close to 500 gifts and see dress up as Santa and go to these schools and give mm -hmm. uh, the kids a thrill. And it might be the only Christmas gift these children get. And uh, so she asked if uh, we would take, so she took us to the market in Ecuador and showed us some blankets. And she said, why don't you take them home and sell them at your Christmas party? So uh, which is a different story about how we have a Danish Christmas meal for 67 people. That's something you do for four, a family of four, which is somewhat of a challenge. But uh, Christmas for me is always about, uh, it's about servicing and giving back. And uh, but that could be a separate conversation about our Christmas party. But point being is we have 67 people showing up at our Christmas party, and we brought home, I think, 12 or 15 blankets, and uh, we sold them. 
by a couple hundred dollars each. And uh, we gave it back the money to my mother-in-law and she went out to buy more Christmas gifts. Next year, our guest asked if he could bring back more. So we brought extra suitcases to bring home these blankets. <laughs> and uh, because people got such raving feedback from the gift that they gave to friends and family or for their own purpose. So they love these bl products or blankets. And uh, so uh, I have an older daughter, uh, Genevieve, to start up a company called Jackson and Hyde. And uh, her younger sisters, Anina, Aviva, and Martina, at the age at 11, 15, and 18 years old, this, maybe they're even one year younger than that because that's when the business started. Maybe they were 10, 14, and 17 years of age when we started this whole dialogue. They wanted to start up a business uh, as their sister had done. And they wanted to use the blanket as basically the key product for the collection. And uh, it was, we, we were a homeschooling family. So uh, I saw this as an opportunity to uh, actually teach my kids at a very young age about what it would mean to be an entrepreneur, a little different than my own personal experience, in, uh, support and encourage rather than, please forgive me, Dad, for shooting it down. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, so uh, uh, as a homeschooling family, uh, you have a lot of flexibility in terms of how you can educate your kids. And uh, so uh, I love the idea that they wanted to actually build a business of their own. So uh, the business is named by my wife. It is owned by her and we building this for our children. The kids are a little older now, you know, uh, 25, 22 and uh, 18. And uh, I imagine there'll be a stage over the next five to 10 years when they will settle down with family of their own. And uh, as they're now finishing up, uh, become grad students and uh, college students and finish in high school, uh, I can imagine that this will be something that uh, they will be able to do. I always laughed when my daughters were sleeping in one bedroom. We live in a pretty big house, but they always wanted to be together. And we have three beds in one bedroom. So I always called it the three princesses. Uh, I'm somewhat of romantic. Hans Christian Andersen is a fairytale story from Denmark. And uh, having read, uh, I had them read for me most of their stories. Uh, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, I appreciate that the closeness uh, between three sisters of different age. And uh, so uh, bottom line, I love the kids here in bedrooms together, growing up, the unity, no TV in their bedrooms. Uh, the second thing is I love that they wanted to work together on something and that they were inspired by their older sister. And uh, so uh, they learned about accounting, they learned about shipping, they learned about different uh, online platform, they learned about social media, they learned about design. And it was a really exciting journey. Uh, as I said earlier, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never expected to do it together with my, my wife and, and three young kids. So uh, 
once again, I, I think this is a very romantic experience as a father to do with your family. So uh, thanks for all that wonderful information. So the business Equidame started out uh, 11, 12, 13 years ago, whatever the correct number is, as a way to help support your mother-in-law's charitable uh, activities in Ecuador. You bring blankets back and they're a hit. People love them. And then you bring some more back. And then through the um, homeschooling process, you, you, and I love how you said that, by the way, they learned accounting, shipping, social media. They're, they're kind of onboarded of how to become uh, hopefully successful, self-sufficient entrepreneurs through this one original activity of helping your mother-in-law give back to the needy in, in her, her community. So now fast forward, Equidane is a successful business, online presence, retail locations. I'm not even sure exactly how many. And you ship blankets really all over the world. Um, I, so I want to pause and go back to... There's this wonderful interview, fairly short, on your website. I, I'm going to assume it's the couple uh, that's involved in the actual production of the the manufacturing of the blanket. I think his name is Jerry Lima. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. How, how did you meet them? And uh, what is it that they're doing that's so unique that make these blankets just so precious, if that's a good way to ask the question. Yeah, uh, before I answer that question, just remind me to come back and discuss, uh, we start as a charity and how today we are actually helping charities. There are many different ways you can contribute to charity. And also we built five homes in, in in a mission in Ecuador as a family where we raised money from ourselves. But so let us get back because it, in many ways, we started as a charity and we now becoming more of a charity focused than I ever even imagined. And you always try to find a way to give back. So I'll come, uh, if you just bring up that question at some later point during the interview, that would be great. I will. So, so what happened is, um, when we, uh, yeah, what is it, seven, eight years ago, um, probably closer to 10 years ago, went to uh, the market, we noticed there was a big difference in the quality of the blankets that was made. And uh, so uh, the uh, tradesmen on the market, we asked them who actually manufactured the blankets. And they were reluctant to give out that information. So uh, I actually have to, <laughs> instead of buying a blanket, give people a chunk of money to give me the name of the manufacturer, because obviously it was not a sustainable business for me to buy from a local market person that had a, a little stall at a market. But uh, so what happened is, I think uh, it was, uh, so after two Christmases, 
we went down for Easter the third year and uh, wanted to meet manufacturers. And uh, what happened is we ended up only meeting one uh, as they were the one that have about 50% market share and uh, they had the best quality, the best technique. They were some of the pioneers. So Tuvalu in Ecuador is uh, a very prideful society. They wear their customs uh, all day long. They have beautiful outfits. Women wear dresses, men have long ponytails. And uh, so they have this beautiful uh, society with a combination of culture and religion that is blended into a mess of um, uh, something that makes sense for that community. And uh, so they even have their own political representation in the parliament. But uh, so uh, it's really a, a community that is somewhat close to outside people. So uh, for them to uh, welcome us in, you know, the Danish cowboy and my wife, the Ecuadorians, uh, it was something we uh, were very grateful for because, uh, as I said, it's a very close society. And we developed a relationship with this family, Karen and Jerry, and his mom and dad and his siblings. And uh, so uh, we... Uh, established the trust, we started doing business together. And it's a business that I've grown ever since uh, the first year. And it's a beautiful family. They are very prideful for their craftsmanships. And uh, maybe this leads us into talking about how the blankets are made. So uh, what I wanted to say, I think it's an important message. This is not just a blanket. And as our conversation carries on, I think it will be obvious uh, at the end of the interview, it's not just a blanket. Uh, if you look at how it's woven, uh, it is woven in a, in a, in a way that, uh, let me put it this way, the, the pattern in these blankets have a lot of meaning to the Native American. It's about having many children, being healthy, being wealthy, uh, wishing good. So uh, a lot of the symbols or pattern in the blanket have a local meaning that we did actually emphasize a great of in the first year of our existence. The second thing is they have gone through a lot of care to actually choose the right thread. Uh, there's many different thickness of thread that you can use. Uh, also, uh, there's many different coloring you can do of the uh, the threads. And uh, there are many different ways you can brush the blanket. So to get the right uh, thickness and soft experience. And uh, these products uh, are made with a, a recyclable content in them. And so we, we like certainly to see whether one day we can get this to 100%. But uh, we certainly want to protect our Mother Earth. So uh, we emphasize to get yarn that have uh, recycled content in them. 
what I would say is that uh, we make blankets, we are families, we work with families and we service families. And uh, this is a small run uh, uh, artisan that we work with. And uh, we also uh, taking our relationship further by not only working with the local design, this is Southwestern looking, but uh, we have now uh, expanded on adding design of our own as well. This is something we can go into later as well. But anyway, so uh, it's a it's kind of a fun. The father was a musician and traveled all over the world. And uh, I can't play any instrument myself, but uh, I do believe that people that play music are very lucky and very fortunate because there's a world that they access that people that don't play music uh, cannot uh, participate in. When you see a musician close their eyes and um, just uh, connecting and responding to the musical instrument or the voice that is sung in the band, uh, it's something that I can only envy that uh, or wish that I was able to do myself. I actually tried to play some instruments uh, myself. Uh, I like the sax. I think it's a very romantic instrument, but I can say I never learned to master it. It's a very humbling experience. I can also say I was kicked out of my classes for sing classes in school <laughs> because my music was so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> see the trauma of me and music and uh, something that I appeal to, but it, it was something I was never able to grasp. But once again, uh, it was something that I had given my children access to, and they play the piano, they sing, and they play guitars, violin. And uh, so just because you don't master something yourself, you can always pass it on to the next generation. See, I'm gonna use your, your mission and your core values to tie some things together that will lead us then to the philanthropic and charity, more of those aspects, including wounded warriors, by the way. So mission says, unites tradition and performance with the intent to bring people closer together. So then the core values of your company, family company, connection, quality, comfort, and community. And I think you just do a wonderful job of succinctly saying why those four are important. And, I, and I'd kind of like to focus on, because we talked about quality and comfort a little bit already, but the, the connection and community part. Um, I don't know if if we might mention too much about it today, but we have in our previous conversation, the, you know, the great tension we have in our country and this division. And sometimes it's just nasty and frankly, ugly. And we're all, you know, if we, we cut ourselves, we're all bleed red. We all breathe the same air. We, 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 we're all creatures of God and we just have this incredible division. Why was that, those core values connected with your mission? Why, why was that so important? 
And secondly, was that a family uh, approach? Your daughters, you and your wife agreed that this is what we want to do and where we want to go. Yeah, there was actually one thing I forgot to mention about the, the unique feats about our blanket. Uh, and I'll just, we can come back to them, but they, the blanket got many nicknames. The magic blanket, not a black, not a carpet. Uh, and there is some magic about it. Uh, and this is, uh, but that is, as I said, I, I think we should address, I call it the fertility blanket, <laughs> the loyalty blanket, the peacemaker, uh, the healer. And, uh, and I wanted to say is that uh, the initial name we have for our blanket was called the uh, Everywhere Blanket because it could be used everywhere. And uh, before I answer your last two questions, say we make in blankets for everyone, and I think that's a very important message for every occasion, uh, anywhere, forever. And the forever part means there's a lifetime warranty and it's washable. So uh, these are the other features around the plot uh, of a blanket. Let's go back to what I said, is not just a blanket, it's a lot more than that. But uh, now, uh, I think there's a lot of problems to society. And uh, uh, I think that uh, if I'm to address uh, a tree of them, one is division. And uh, division, I will break it down to country and family. And then there's a lot of loneliness. Uh, and, uh, and the third thing is, are we really good at taking care of ourselves or not? And uh, for that particular purpose, uh, what is our mission statement? We unify. And uh, the message is slow down and enjoy life. So uh, what I wanted to say is that you ask what was attracted to about America. America was strong. American was the policeman of the world. And uh, America was something that we all looked up to. And uh, this was uh, a unified country. Uh, despite of having two parties, uh, they always find a way to uh, move along. I grew up in society with 13 parties and everything was a compromise because no party very rarely was strong enough to actually get the majority. It did happen on occasion. So uh, having lived in this country for 30, 28 years and become a citizen myself just two years ago, you know, uh, I find it very disturbing the division is in this country. And uh, uh, I think differences are beautiful. It makes us unique. Uh, and uh, I want to emphasize that uh, we are all special. And none of us are really more special than anyone else. And, uh, and I think that there's too much emphasis on our differences. While I believe that we should focus more on the thing we have in common. In principle, we all humans. So uh, that's a huge denominator right there. And uh, whether we have different political views, 
red or blue, whether we have different skin color, different religious belief. I just think that create a beautiful, you know, uh, society of differences. And uh, so for me, it's not about uh, emphasize one feature over another. It is try to figure out how can I bring this country together? And it sounds like, how can a Danish cowboy bring a country together? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> pathetic, you know. Oh my gosh. And, uh, but uh, not to compare myself with, with Gandhi, you know, Gandhi unified his country against the English empire with a salt marsh. And salt is a very simple thing. A blank is a very simple thing. So uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, uh, I created a, a new pattern that I do believe have a very good reflection of, of unification. It's called the unifier. And uh, I'm just saying, uh, I put in this blanket out, we're not really yet figure out how to probably commercialize it to the benefit of this country. But uh, we have the design, we have made it, and uh, I just have to figure out how do I actually use a substantial part of the proceed for this particular blanket to uh, support unification of this country. So that was country. So being an American, uh, I'm proud of the flag, and uh, I love everybody. And I think this is a very important message. We we don't divide, we unify. So Equidane is our core value is we bring people together, we connect. And you will see the red thread throughout. Equidane is all about connections, is all about love. So you have Equidane equal love. And remember, I'm a romantic person. The second thing is that uh, we see so much division, you know, going back to division, loneliness, and how well are we taking care of each other. So uh, we see so many families. I grew up uh, uh, in a broken family, and I did not want my children to experience anything like it. Uh, so uh, earlier, we are family, we work with families, and we service family. So if there's one thing that I could do as the most important thing in my life is to bring family closer to one another. And if the instrument is a blanket, then let it be the blanket. And I wanted to say as a disclaimer, we don't, just buying an equity blanket doesn't solve everyone's problem, but it's certainly part of your solution. And uh, I will give you plenty of example of that. But, uh, but the point being is that I think it's about simplification, not complication. And uh, I can argue, tell you, if you have a quarrel with your wife, get under a blanket with her, these quarrels go away very quickly. If you have division between three siblings, watching a movie, eating popcorn, and drinking soft drink uh, while they watch the movie, any tension between them will go away very quickly. There's something, we live in a world where, you know, physical touch is almost a forbidden thing, but it's something we all need. And uh, not everybody has access to a physical touch by a person, but at least you can wrap yourself around the blanket. 
And in many ways, I always say, we have an equity in blank, we'll never be alone again. But we can come back to that aloneness. But anyway, so I tried to bring together a country. I said, it may sound ambitious, a little bit of a joke, but you know, at least I'm trying. And uh, I don't know how successful it would be, but uh, it's a great, I think, purpose of life to do. And something that may be more achievable is to bring families together. But if you bring families together, I think we can bring together country as well. Now, loneliness. Uh, I had a talk in my house uh, about six months ago that talked about how many friends people have today versus 10 or 25 years ago. 25 years ago, people had like five to seven friends. 10 years ago, they had two to three friends. Today, a lot of people don't have any friends. And what I mean about friends is not acquaintances. I mean, somebody you tell the most difficult thing and share the most difficult thing in your life with, no matter how embarrassing uh, they are or how wrong they were. If you don't have one friend to go tell this to, you know, you really are friendless. So uh, my point being is, in today, we don't see a lot of children playing in the streets. They inside, playing computer games. We see uh, children uh, also starting very hard to go to college. There's a lot of performance. There's a lot of performance anxiety. Uh, so between pressure in school, technology, drugs, and it looks like if you look at sports activity, the uh, participants of young kids today are way down across all sports. Kind of very disturbing. My wife gave me some statistic about the suicide rate among teenage kids uh, across the country of all ages. I think my wife gave me a number that was pretty big. I don't know whether it was 100,000, but it's a pretty big number. And I think it's very telling the uh, lack of connectivity that is among our next generation or our newest generation. And then the final thing is that how good are we to take care of ourselves? And uh, without going into too many detail about how we are finding substitution for love in our life uh, without putting any form of replacement down for uh, actually true friendship. Uh, because uh, I got a lot of Italian friends, they actually just show up and meet each other in their house unannounced. And <laughs> we do Denmark too. But uh, I don't think everybody in America feel comfortable unannounced. Somebody just knock on your door, hey, buddy, do you want to have a cup of coffee? Uh, or do you want to just catch up? But uh, so what I'm saying is that I do believe we got serious problem in this country. And uh, I think that, uh, or I believe, I know, that the magic blankets, the healer, the loyalty, uh, the fertility features of our blanket is something that can help address the problem that we faced with on a country, family, and individual basis. Mm -hmm.
Before we get to Wounded Warrior, I had this vision as you were talking about division and blankets. And I, I had this vision of our Congress, both houses, maybe even the president and, and the, the heads of the departments should be invited. I was going to say force, but that's not nice. Should be invited to the 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 Woodstock of 2023, not the Woodstock of 1969, but there'll be music, there'll be food. And it's not three days, it's just one day. And it goes into the evening. And you're there in shorts and t-shirts. And equity blankets will be handed out, the unifier. And you you are you have to sit with somebody from the other side of the aisle. You have to sit with them to watch the fireworks display under the blanket and enjoying the music. Just one time you have to do that. All the possibilities. You sent me a very moving short video with the announcement of Wounded Warriors in Equidane. Share, if you would, please, the, uh, uh, th this announcement, your partnership with Wounded Warriors. Yeah. So, as I said, we started as a charity, or, or, or we started by supporting charities. And most businesses support charities uh, by donating a percent of their revenue. Uh, we actually, we've been trying to figure out how do we give back because we don't have unlimited resources. You know, we could empty our pockets uh, and then, you know, it will be more difficult to give back again. Uh, but uh, so uh, what we did is that I worked around ideas about how to give back to the communities where we were actually making the blankets. And uh, it was not something that resonated with Americans. We, uh, I wanted to see how we can help them to be more self-sufficient. Uh, we did a product where we gave away all our revenue for uh, December, was it 18 or 19? All our revenue, we gave away to build five homes for five men, a family mutually in Ecuador that had uh, some flood and earthquake, I think it was. But uh, so it was a city was completely demolished. And uh, so you, we said, you know what? Why don't we go down and build these five homes together with the locals? So my children and myself went down there to build these homes. We spent couple of weeks, I went home and uh, unfortunately my kids was hospitalized and, I, and uh, was near death experience for where uh, oh. I picked up some, uh, some bug from down there. I think they had actually three different uh, bugs that uh, had they come back to America, we would not know how to treat. They're familiar with the treatment down there, but they were in isolation. And it was always a devastating, hey, you your three young kids in the hospital and uh, they were there for almost a week, but they survived and be back home again. 
So we we raise money to give away Christmas gift. We raise money to build homes. We giving away a percent of revenue for different charities. But um, when it comes to wounded warriors, there's actually a, a funny, funny story. I was sitting here with Nick, my local hairdresser, and I said, "Do you know anyone that knows somebody of wounded warriors?" And uh, he's a musician, and he also is uh, a book writer and uh, an author, and he uh, play music uh, in with a band, and he also cut hairs. But uh, he said, yeah, I know somebody that used to shoot some videos of Wounded Warriors. And uh, so he came to visit me, and uh, we, um, I reached out to the contact he had, and this particular contact was not there any longer. And uh, I uh, get introduced to Scott, that is part of the video. And uh, he uh, tells me that uh, that they already have like a very basic blanket they are sharing with their customers when they, they bring on board. I showed him some design that we have made and uh, he was very impressed by it. And uh, so uh, we uh, uh, talked to Scott Friedman, uh, Forsyth Friedman about donating blankets for them. Uh, because as I said, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter, <laughs> and I, I certainly wanted to uh, express my gratitude for the people that fought for our country. And uh, so, uh, I think it's two years ago, I made a bunch of these blankets to them. They donated it to, uh, or gave it away to the donors. And uh, he said, Nikolai. We do a lot of research to try to uh, see uh, what connect with our donors. Uh, today, being a charity uh, is is a difficult task because you have recipients that uh, again are the benefit for what you as a charity raise for them, and then you got the donors. And how do you connect uh, the two of them with one another? And uh, so they have been giving away many different kind of gratitude gifts. But one of the one that uh, they had the most favorable feedback from was actually uh, a customized uh, wounded warrior blanket we made for them. And it's actually very beautiful. So uh, one thing is to donate your time. Another thing is to donate uh, your money. But if you are able to connect beneficiary with the charities and the donors, uh, leaving lasting memories, you know, there's many different kinds of gifts. You can get a plaque, you can get a coin, or you can actually get a blanket that uh, can be used all the time. And it does connect the donors with the beneficiaries. And uh, it is a reminder, not only to, uh, to them about uh, the difference that they're making. Sometimes we forget, you know, when you act, do act of service, donate your money or your time, uh, sometimes 
we take for granted we do these things. But sometimes it's good to be reminded about what we do uh, for other people. Not that we are asking to be recognized for it. That's two different things. But sometimes uh, uh, charities are trying to find ways to recognize their appreciation. And for whatever reason, you know, uh, they put in blanket uh, was something that really connected with our donors. And uh, we now uh, are trying to work with Wonder Warrior about other ways we can help the, uh, the organization. They work with other, should we say, charities that provide other services to the wounded warriors that they don't provide themselves. We talked about actually making a blanket for uh, the wounded warriors themselves because they don't have one. And uh, so they have something to uh, actually uh, wrap themselves around as well. We actually did a charity project where we had uh, some people that suffer from PTSP that uh, could not afford to buy a dog uh, or for company. Uh, and uh, they use these blankets for therapy with, uh, with the uh, patient that suffer from PTSP. And uh, so this is the one thing that kind of surprised me. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be so surprised any longer. These magic blankets that is woven through many generations in Ecuador, that somehow found a way to put them together in a way that uh, whenever people get in contact with them, have many benefit to the use of the blankets. And uh, we continue to work with them. I'm actually doing a business trip down to see them uh, 5th of June. I'm gonna be there for a week about how we can continue to improve and operate our products. And one of them obviously is design because not every household appreciate a Southwestern look. But uh, I'm now gonna reach out to other, uh, other charities and St. Jude's is to say one of my next uh, charities that I'm gonna reach out to because I've always been very connected with what they do uh, for children. And uh, so uh, I have an idea about how I'm gonna work with the young kids to design a blanket every year that can be uh, actually given to their donors. So, uh, yeah. so I thought by involving the children to help making the design that uh, is a sign of appreciation to the donors uh, for this organization. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't let folks know that when you go to equidane.com, E-C-U-A-D-A-N-E.com, there's also throws, pillows, shawls, not just blankets, but they have a wide variety of beautiful work from the artisans that work with them. Nikolai, if you had a magic wand, you could wave over the heads of everyone that struggles with the things that we struggle with today, these things that divide us, and there's too many of them. What's the two things you'd want them to know? One, about their division, and two, 
the importance of an equity and blanket, the way it could possibly serve them in times of trouble or distress? I think that uh, it's easy to talk. It's easy to tell people, uh, if you do this, if you do that, uh, you are going to get these benefits. What people will be surprised is, uh, and, and it, it, it's something you actually have to experience. Anyone, you know, our return radio is one in a thousand, we get return. And usually the reason for why it's return is because uh, the colors of the product, it did not resemble what they saw in the picture. Uh, or uh, it was, that's, that's probably the, the only time where we see things being returned. When we talk about uh, division, it is, so let me just try to think about the word I wrote down here, disarming. Okay, I have it now. Okay, I'm ready. Division, distress. Uh, it's very difficult to tell people how things is going to help them uh, because they only have to take my word for it or they could take the word of other people. But there's nothing like experience something on your own. And uh, there's nothing more disarming than actually buying a product and uh, any sort of doubt that you have around it evaporates when you actually use it yourself. You worked with people on the branding side that struggle in their relationship. They have two couches and a sofa table between the two of them and the TV at the end of uh, the two sofas. When they worked on this product, or start working this product, they were sleeping and resting on two couches watching TV. But when they worked on our project, they had some samples of ours and they end up being on one couch under an equity blanket. So uh, they said they've been working with many different brands but they never had that sort of impact, personal impact in our life. So people that were struggling, like most of us couple, you know, are coping with differences or distress or differences. And, um, but here they were disarmed, speechless, no argument. So uh, if you struggle with a division in a relationship to somebody in your life, or if you see your children are struggling, part of the remedy could buy, be by an equity blanket. So uh, distress, you know, there's many remedies for this. There's medicine, there's alcohol, there's drugs, there's eating, uh, listen to music, dancing, doing sports, but uh, there's nothing like when you come home from a hard day of work, assuming that you're a single person and uh, knowing that you have a loyal friend at home that is waiting for you, that uh, is happy to keep you company and happy to be wrapped around your body and comfort you. And uh, so, uh, so what I wanted to say is that uh, division distress, part of the remedy for people that struggle with that could be 
to buy themselves an equity blanket and get a first-hand experience. But I, I do think that the advice you came up with, and I have to try to find a way, I would love to uh, give uh, to our two houses a blanket, an American blanket, whether it's the unifier or whether I made one special for them and just give it to them and find an occasion <laughs> to actually, I like that challenge. How do we actually try to uh, bring people together through love? When I received my blanket, our blanket, excuse me, I was so impressed with the packaging and the marketing, the beautiful card that had a, a watercolor scene embossed on one side and the hair on the other. And then the quaint little uh, tabletop kind of card that talked about discover the undiscovered. You, you do a great job of presenting to us information about the product. And then the product speaks for itself. It is, it is the most remarkable blanket. And we actually have quite a few blankets in our house, by the way. <laughs> Probably more than we should have. It is the most remarkable blanket I have ever seen. It's gorgeous. Uh, great size to it, by the way. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, as we kind of wrap, wrap it up, Nikolai, what else would you like folks to know about your product, your vision, and maybe where you're going over the next couple of years with your family business? Yeah, one thing I did not mention was the team of people working for Equidane. And it's really an Equidane family. People work for us for many years. And uh, so uh, without the hardship and the hard work of all these uh, individuals that work for us, uh, we would not be able to serve our customers to the extent we do today. So uh, uh, you never really know where things are going to take you. When you don't know what your proposal was, how to unite our politician might actually accomplish. But I don't think it's a really, I think it's a really good idea. But uh, uh, I think we will be more and more defiant uh, in our messaging about we unify. And I think it will be clear to the uh, use of our product. We were mostly an outdoor blanket company. Most of our customer are predominantly outdoor people. Have you now seen it's kind of turning to that people are using their home, they're using their backyard. It's not something that just do for road trips and things like this. So we're, we've seen that people are finding the benefit of using uh, our blankets, uh, covering their beds in their, you know, movie room, out, outside, uh, on their couches, on the back seat of the car. So they end up realizing it's too cumbersome to keep dragging the blankets from location to location. So they end up buying more. And uh, what I hope is that uh, we will be working on our communication around, uh, this is probably one of the best friend gifts you can give. Because 
if, if you have had a payable experience around this yourself, how do you actually share this with a, a close friend of yours? You know, something that you have really enjoyed and have changed your life and improved your life is something you certainly want to share with a best friend of yours. So I hope that we get one more leg to stand on. We deal with loneliness. We deal with unify. We deal about slow down and enjoy life. There's very powerful messaging in this and uh, connecting. So uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, uh, we're a young company, only seven years old. And uh, I think that uh, our customers will help us to uh, show us the way that they want to be serviced. Mm. It's about mm. listening. What is it that our customer want us to do for them? I made some suggestions, but I think probably the journey we're going to do over the next couple of years is listen to our customers and how we can help them and not make assumptions about what we think would be a good solution for them, which they've been verified in many different ways. So uh, I think this is maybe solving a lot of problems if we listen to each other as politicians, if we listen to each other in the family. Uh, I think that a lot of conflict will be evaporating very quickly. Mm. Nikolai, thank you so much for joining me today, taking time. I know you're awfully busy. Uh, I'm a big fan of the of you, really big fan of the product. I like what you just said. Actually, I love what you just said about your customers will give you the information that you need in terms of direction, because that's who you're serving. Uh, in addition to the artisans and the other people that are involved in in your work. So the place to go is Equidane, E-C-U-A-D-A-N-E, Equidane.com. Blankets, throws, pillows, shawls, incredible blankets, by the way. Get the unifier. You might as well just start right there. Get the unifier. Nikolai, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you so much. Best of luck. I love the blanket. Thank you for having me. And uh, I will continue to listen to your podcasts. I love them. They're the best. Thank you. 